You are listening to the weekly podcast from Journey Christian Church. For more information about Journey, please check out our website at journeychristian.com. We are a community of fully devoted disciples of Jesus who reach out to love our neighbors, serve the hurting, and develop leaders for ministry. Last week was special, and uh, I just uh, I, I wanted to share before we dive in. I just want to share a couple things. We we introduced this idea of uh, hidden treasure, and we gave out these these prayer guides. We started a 21 day prayer guide, a 21 day kind of prayer process, and gave away these guides. One of the things in the the guide that we unpacked last week was we're going to start every day with a high five. And we're just going to high five God. We're going to talk to God. We're going to thank God for the five highlights that he gave us in our lives yesterday. And so one of the things before we go any further, I just want to give God a high five, give you a high five for what we saw God do last week. It was un unbelievable how you're leaning in to what God's doing right now. Last week, we introduced uh, these Bibles in the seat backs in front of you. And we said, hey, listen, if you don't have a Bible, if if you'd like a Bible, we'd love to be able to just, uh, from us to you, just go ahead and take that Bible. I thought maybe a couple dozen people would take a Bible. Last week, we gave out 384 Bibles. Isn't that awesome? That's so cool. That's not including all the people that downloaded the app, the YouVersion app, and they're just getting into the Word. And not only that, we, had, we, we said we're going to create a website with a Bible reading plan. If you don't know where to go, we saw 50 people respond, over 50 people, and say, hey, I'm going through this specific plan. And there's many more people going through a plan that just didn't kind of give us their information. So we have 50 people walking through a plan. On top of that, we saw over 1,200 people take one of these and say yes to our 21-day prayer challenge. And this is what all that tells me, that you are leaning in and that you're hungry for a fresh move of God. And let me just tell you, as your pastor, I can't ask you for anything more. I can't expect anything more. If you show up hungry day in and day out, I will do my best in the kitchen to prepare a meal for you. That's my commitment. You show up hungry, we'll feed you. And I love that about you. I love that about you online, Lake County, what everybody uh, is just kind of in this season of expecting God to move in a fresh new way. I love that. So we're in this series called Hidden Treasure. And last week we talked about one of the postures, one of the forms of prayer is prayers of thanksgiving. And then today we're gonna talk about abiding prayer. And then next week we're gonna talk about asking prayer where we're gonna give you a heads up, a little homework is I want you to come with, with our next week, our asking prayer, asking God for one thing and one person. And we're just gonna all come together asking God for one thing and one person and see what he does. And we'll dive into that a little bit more next week. Now, if you weren't here last week, it's all good. But one of the challenges that we kind of threw out there is let's memorize a verse in this series. And some of you are like, man, memorizing a verse, I don't have that much energy. I'm barely awake. I'm not good with words. Okay, it's okay. It's easy. It's easy. Here's the memory verse, okay? Luke 18, one. Always pray and never give up. Let's say it together. One, two, three. Always pray and never give up. Luke 18, one. Okay, everybody online, Lake County, let's do it again on the count of three. One, two, three. Always pray and never give up. Last week we had some fun. We split it up. We're gonna do it again, Lake County. We're gonna split. Everybody on the left, you're always pray. Everybody on the right, you're never give up. You ready? One, two, three. That's awesome. Y'all, y'all are so good. Now take it away, pop quiz. Some of y'all are like, I wasn't ready for this. Luke 18, one says what? Always pray and never give up. Man, y'all are, y'all are gifted. My job's done. I don't know what else to do. 
Always pray and never give up. Never give up hope. Never give up that God can and desires to do something new and fresh in your life. So thank you for leaning in. Always pray, never give up. Before we dive into this, I wanna just take a moment. I love Journey and I'm so grateful to be here. The church I was at before Journey though was marking for me. It's a church called 12 Stone Church. It's just outside of Atlanta, Northeast Atlanta, And I, as a believer, I've always uh, known about prayer and I would always pray and I thought I had a good handle on my prayer life, but it wasn't until I was at 12 Stone Church that I really leaned into a a different level in my prayer life. And so I just wanna thank 12 Stone Church, their lead pastor at the time, this guy named Kevin Myers, and, and what they did to teach me, to teach the congregation, to lead their staff, and what his individual and corporate prayer looks like, it has marked me. And not only the lead pastor, Kevin Myers, but uh, one of the other pastors, one of my buddies, his name's Pastor Kevin Queen. And just uh, when it comes to prayer, I don't know too many people that believe in the power of prayer more than him. And just, I'm I'm excited to let you know that in two weeks, he's gonna be here, up here on this platform. He's gonna be teaching. It's gonna be an incredible, incredible Sunday. You don't wanna miss hearing from Pastor Kevin Queen. And so I, I don't wanna go any further without just honoring and thanking them for the mark they had on me. And some of what we're gonna cover in the next couple of weeks is really what I just learned and gleaned from them. I remember I heard uh, a little while back, I heard a, a story about this Bible study and it's these older men that almost every single one of them had a hard time hearing. And, and, and so as they are kind of doing their Bible study, somebody uh, turns to, to one of the gentlemen and says, hey, Walt, why don't you close us in prayer? And Walt says, okay, that'll be fine. And so he bows his head and everybody already is hard of hearing, but to make matters worse, Walt kind of talks soft. And so he closes his eyes and he begins to pray. And one of the gentlemen just unashamedly, abruptly, Walt, nobody could hear you, speak up. You don't know any older gentlemen like that, but that was in this group. And then he just almost as if he didn't even hear him, just keeps praying. And then another guy chimes in, Walt, nobody can hear you. You gotta speak up. Walt just ignores him, keeps praying. Walt says, amen, looks up as if nothing happened. And then they say, Walt, don't you know that nobody could hear you? And Walt said, I heard all of y'all, calm down. I wasn't talking to you. And so this idea of prayer is we could think that it might be for this audience or for this person, but really prayer is just for one person and that's our heavenly father and that's all it's for. And he's not grading us. And some of us, we come into this idea of prayer and it could be very intimidating, very confusing. I've been like that for a while and I don't know if you've ever been confused or intimidated by anything in your life. Maybe it's not something, maybe it was someone. Maybe right now it's just prayer. But for me, I was intimidated. I was confused about something and, and I kind of want to unpack it like this. I got, I got some help here with me today. They're going to they're gonna help me out with something. So for me, thank you, gentlemen. So for me, my shower head was intimidating to me. Listen, Pastor John, before he left, he said, Dustin, Journey's good. It's a great place for you just to be honest. And here, I'm trying to be honest, and you're already laughing, okay? <laughs> I thought this was safe, okay? So for me, this, was, this, this shower head was very intimidating for me. We're stepping into my shower. 
And let, let me tell you why. I had for years the worst shower head on the planet. Whatever you think you might have, I had the worst shower head on the planet. It would have a, a, a slow, slow, slow stream. Stream is actually too aggressive of a word that you would describe. It was a slow leak, just like right here. And every time I showered, every single time, I would think about it and I would get frustrated. But, and you're thinking, well, why would you live with that? Because I was too confused or intimidated to, to fix it. I thought the cost of fixing it, the amount of money and resources would be too great. And so it went on for week after week, month after month, literally year after year. Every single day I'd get in here and think about it and get frustrated, every day. So finally my wife and I, we had a family meeting. <laughs> I said, listen, I don't care if we gotta get a second mortgage. <laughs> We're fixing the shower head. So we do a little bit of research. We go to Home Depot, I get, I get a new shower head. I go on YouTube, I, I, I become the, the best version of me expert at, at taking this down. And let me just tell you, I don't know if some of y'all have ever done this before. Do you know how much time and money it ended up costing me? Do, do you know how much, seriously, I had so much worst case scenario in my head. At the end of the day, it cost me about $40 in 10 minutes to fix my shower head. <laughs> Let me show you what happens. You take a big wrench like this. You just kind of do this. And then all of a sudden it's loose. That's probably why part of the problem. And it comes off just like that. Okay. Then you take the new one. You put a little, uh, you put a little plumbing tape on there and then you put a new one on. Okay. Look at this. Let me just tell you how glorious my shower is right now. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, man, this thing flows. It is so, if you don't believe me, look at my water bill. I love my shower. <laughs> and some of you are like, what are you doing? Why, why are you talking about this? Because I started a side hustle, okay? I am now Pastor Plumber, okay? <laughs> I only specialize in shower heads and, and I, I can never give you an invoice. But here's the thing, here's the thing. Every single day I take a shower, one, I don't get frustrated. And two, I am ridiculously blessed because I love it so much. And I went years with settling for a drip because I thought it was too intimidating and too confusing. I didn't know it would only take 10 minutes. I didn't know it only cost $40. And some of us are coming into prayer thinking, man, I'm just gonna settle for a drip of God day after day because I'm too intimidated. I'm too overwhelmed. I'm too confused with the flow of the Holy Spirit. And God's saying, man, I wanna outpour so much that you don't have a clue how much it is. And it's not just a little bit and it's not confusing. It's not intimidating. It's just a small tweak to take you to a giant peak. And if you would just let me do something new in you, it would change your daily rhythm like never before. And that's my prayer for you today. Just a side note, if you call me for plumbing, that is a very, very bad sign of your desperation. Okay? You do not want to do that. I think we settle for the drip too much. I, I think we settle for crumbs and God has a feast. 
And I think some of it, it's not with bad intentions or a bad heart. I think it's just, we don't know. And I just want you to know the God of the universe is not a complex God. He is a simple God. Prayer is not complex, it is simple. And that's what we wanna roll out. We just wanna unpack this simplistic plan and all you need to do is continue to lean in. I promise you, it will change your life. Promise you. Jesus talks about two forms of prayer. Asking prayer, which we're gonna look at next week, and abiding prayer. And both of those are not meant to intimidate us. Both of those are an invitation to an intimate relationship with Jesus. They're not meant to intimidate. They are meant to bring us into relationship with God. Abiding prayer is how you become someone you can't become on your own. Let let me say that again. Abiding prayer is how you become someone you can't become on your own. Asking prayer is how you accomplish your results you can't accomplish on your own. Uh, Abiding prayer is how you become a work of God. Asking prayer is how you do the work of God. And you always become a work of God before you do the work of God. Let me say that again. You always become a work of God before you do the work of God. Let me illustrate it with this graph right here. This is the kingdom on on my right. Okay, this is your relationship with God right here. This is you, you're in the middle. This is your relationship with God. Over here is the world. This is your relationship to the world. On this side, this is abiding prayer. And on this side, this is asking prayer. What we do first is we live in this side. We abide with God. And after we abide with God, God sends us. And now we ask on behalf of the world. Some of us are so uh, exhausted or discouraged because we go from here to here and we've never abided. And you cannot accomplish the results that God wants to accomplish in your life for the world without first abiding. We abide and then we're gonna unpack John 15. We abide and by abiding, we are unleashed to ask. But some of us are so busy asking without abiding and we don't know why we're tired. We always become a work of God before we do the work of God. I love what Ian Bounds says in his book, A Treasury of Prayer. He says this, people are bettered by prayer and the world is bettered by praying. If you wanna take this conversation to another level, I highly recommend you read Ian Bounds' book, A Treasury of Prayer. Some of you are like, I don't like to read. It's okay, it's that. It's just a real small little book, 100 years old, great, great, great book on prayer. Why is prayer such a big, big emphasis? Why is prayer a big emphasis for me? Why, why should it be a big emphasis for you? There's several reasons. One, I think it's important for you to understand that God has called me to do things that I cannot accomplish on my own. You, you understand I am called to be a pastor, a father, and a husband, the kind of pastor, father, and husband that I cannot be without him. God has called you to be a man or woman of God that you cannot be without him. And that's why we're exhausted. We're trying to do what we think he wants without abiding in him. And it's abiding in him that we become who he wants. And when we skip steps, it's exhausting. So if you have your Bible, you can open it up to John chapter 15. And if you don't have a Bible, there's a Bible in the seat back in front of you. By the way, you don't know this, but you created a massive logistic problem when you took home 384 Bibles. Our team was like, we did not expect that. So we already got like a thousand more Bibles coming and I hope that you keep giving us logistic problems. So thank you. You can turn to the Bible, uh, if it's the one in the seat back in front of you to page 928. This is John, one of the gospels. If you don't have a Bible, if you don't have a Bible, take that Bible. You don't need to tell anybody. It's not stealing. It's a gift from us to you. Take that on the inside cover is some tips on how we could help serve you 
and when it comes to reading the Bible. John chapter 15, it says this. This is Jesus talking. It says, remain in me, and I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me and you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers, such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. That is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So what I wanna do just real quick is I wanna walk through quickly four different takeaways from John 15. First one is this, abiding prayer is the invitation and expectation of those who follow Jesus. It's the invitation and the expectation. There is a form of, of what people would say is Christianity without praying, without sitting at the feet of the Jew, without a relationship with Jesus. And that is not in this book. The idea that you can have a relationship with God, but not talk to God is not here. That, has a, that is a new religion that we have created. It is not Christianity. Christianity is based off a relationship, not a religion. Amen. Abiding prayer is the invitation and expectation of those who follow Jesus. Luke 5, 16 says, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. The God of the universe, his son was, was so dependent on his relationship with God that even him would go away and pray. How much more do you and I? Uh, abiding prayer is ensuring that we speak to God more than we speak about God. I love what my buddy Kevin Queen says. He says, the more time I'm intimate with God, the less time I'm intimidated by people. Isn't that so true? The more we're at the feet of God, the less people of God or anybody else can intimidate us. That's huge for those that are people pleasers. Well, how do we stop that? We be, we're more intimate with God. People are less intimidating. Remember hearing a story of this lady. She wanted to get a parrot. She was all alone and she thought, let me get a parrot. A parrot will talk to me, keep me companionship. That'll be fun. So she goes to the pet store, buys a parrot. She's all excited to hear the parrot talk and day after day for the first several days, no talking. So a little discouraged, she goes to the pet store and talks to the other and says, hey, my parrot's not talking. He says, oh, that's not a problem. They're a little social. They like to have fun. You, you probably need to get it a ladder. They love ladders just going up and down. Why don't you buy it a ladder? Once it starts playing, it'll talk. So she buys it a ladder. Starts going up and down the ladder and several days later, still, parrot's not talking. She goes back to the owner, says, hey, listen, it's not talking. I don't know what to do. Oh, it probably needs a mirror. They like to look at themselves, get in a mirror. So gets a mirror. Several days go on, no talking. So now she's really discouraged, goes back a third time. Says, listen, and so I, pet owner's like, I got it, I got it. It needs a swing. Parrots love to swing. So now this third visit, she buys three different things, puts it in. Sure enough, the parrot's swinging, going up and down the line, looking at itself, but still won't say a word. Several days later, the parrot dies. It's, if this helps y'all, it's not a true story, okay? <laughs> God, y'all's heart is so big. <laughs> Good night. She goes to the pet owner, says, hey, listen, I, I, I don't know what to tell you, the, the parrot died. 
And the pedagogue was like, are you serious? Did it say anything before it died? And the lady, a little frustrated, was like, actually, yeah, it did. It said, don't they have any food at the pet store? <laughs> yeah. And here's the deal. I know so many Christians that spiritually will get their ladders, get their swings, get their mirrors. And they have all these spiritual things in their life, but there is no spiritual substance. There's no food and they spiritually die and they don't know why. Abiding prayer is the spiritual food that makes you survive. And when you neglect that, you neglect the spiritual food, the, the relationship, the intimacy, the power that God wants to give you to be able to survive another 24 hours and not just survive, but thrive. And all those things are good, but they're not substitutes for food. Everything that the church can offer is good, but it's not a substitute for your one-on-one -on -one relationship with Jesus. Listen, I love the word of God. I love listening to people preach. I love worship. I love so many things the church offers, but nothing can take the place of your relationship with Jesus. And if you think something or someone else can, you will spiritually starve to death. Second thing we learn is abiding prayer is ultimately relational. John 15, just after a couple of verses later, it goes on in John 15, 15, it says this. Jesus says, I no longer call you servants. Because a servant does not know his master's business, instead I have called you friends. For everything that I've learned from my father, I have made known to you. Christianity is a relationship, not a religion. Before she passed away, Mother Teresa, there was a TV reporter that wanted to interview her and so she did an interview with this person, this TV reporter and the reporter ended up asking her, said, hey, can you tell me a little bit about your prayer life? When you sit in prayer, what do you say to God? And she said, I don't say anything, I just listen. And that confused the reporter a little bit. So he said, huh, okay, didn't expect that. Okay, well, if you just sit and listen, then what does God say to you? Mother Teresa said, he doesn't say anything either. He just sits and listens. And there was this awkward silence that went on for a little bit and Mother Teresa broke it and she said, listen, if I can't make it any more clear than that, I don't know what to tell you. As we both just sit and listen and just enjoy the presence of one another. That's abiding prayer. Abiding prayer, the third thing that it does is abiding prayer draw, uh, is drawing near to God as he draws near to you. James 4, 8, come near to God and he will come near to you. The goal of abiding prayer is nearness to God. That's the goal. The goal is, of abiding prayer is nearness to God. And I'm not gonna point a finger at you, I'll point it at me, so I gotta check myself. When I don't wanna abide in, with God, ultimately it's because I don't wanna be by him. And I gotta go, why don't I wanna be near God right now? Is it because I have an idol? Is it because I have sin? Is it because I'm just spiritually lazy? Am I apathetic? Because abiding prayer is nearness to God. That's the goal of abiding prayer. It's not trying harder it's come closer. Nearness to God is always, all, nearness to God always becomes likeness to Christ. Nearness to God always becomes likeness to Christ. That's what John 15 is talking about. That if you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. Listen, some of us are trying to bear fruit. We're trying to be more patient without abiding in Christ. And that's why you're exhausted and it's not working. Well, what would you say, pastor? How do I become more patient by abiding in Christ? When you just sit with Jesus, you take on Christ-like qualities. 
You don't try to become patient, you become more patient. Well, how does that work? One, supernaturally. Two, when I am reminded and I sit at the feet of Jesus, I am reminded of how patient he is with me. I'm reminded of his goodness, his faithfulness. And when I'm reminded of all those things, I embody those things and now I'm more apt to just do those things. But if I just try to pull up my sleeves, wake up tomorrow and try to be more patient, that is not Christianity, that's self-help. There's no Holy Spirit in that. Nearness to God always becomes likeness to Christ. Fourth thing is this, abiding prayer leads to asking prayer, which is where we're gonna go next week. If you remain in me, John 15, seven, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. Why abide? Why pray? We mentioned this on the front end because God requires you to become somebody you cannot become on your own. I wanna bring up this graph. On my own, this is me, I don't know about you, on my own, I can be fearful, I can be angry, I can be arrogant, insecure, timid, stingy, apathetic, rude. And this is just a short list. I can do a lot of things on my own. The problem is God has called me to be something different than this list. And I cannot become different than this list without him. So on my own, I can be those things. But with God, he calls me to be full of faith. God calls me to be patient. God calls me to be humble. Godfident, that's not a misprint. It's not confident, it's Godfident. I'm confident in God. Godfident, I'm bold. I'm generous, I'm compassionate, I'm kind. I am all these things when I am with God. God enables and empowers me to be all these things, but it happens by abiding in him. That's what fruit is. Fruit just naturally goes. A banana, doesn't, a banana tree doesn't try to grow bananas. It just happens. That's the way it was created. And when we sit with the Father, when we sit with God, fruit just naturally flows out of us. So when we see somebody, when we see ourselves in the mirror, and we're like, who is that guy? Why is he so angry? Or why is he so short? Why is he so this? That, short-tempered, not short in height, folks. <laughs> Come on now. I like your style though. <laughs> Stick to the notes, eh, guards? Stick to the notes. <laughs> so we, we, we look in the mirror and go, well, I don't even recognize that person. I, I'll tell you, it always has to do with the last time you've abided with Christ. But you don't understand, I, I did this with that group of, I did this, no, 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 I get all those. Those are ladders, swings, mirrors. What you need is spiritual substance. You need a one-on-one relationship. And when you do, there is fruit. And nothing and nobody can take your fruit because it's natural. It just comes out. That's why people are like, I don't understand. They're going through a valley, but they have so much joy. How is that? Because it's fruit. And you can't cut off fruit. You can't take away fruit. It's God-given fruit. I don't understand, man. They don't have a job, but yet they're not stressed out. They're just stressing God. How is that? Because it is fruit. They have faith in God. It's not on the, they have abided in Christ. And when I see somebody that makes following Jesus look easy, I know that that's a person that's been sitting with Jesus. That's spiritual maturity. It's not come closer, or it's come closer, it's not try harder. So quick, wrap it up. What does this look like practically? How do we do this? I've shared this before, I'm gonna share it again. Three quick ways on how to accomplish this. First one is this, pick a time. Pick a time. 
It doesn't matter in the morning, at night, whatever it is, pick a time that you can have uh, the, the Bible with you or a, a devotional like this or some type of resource or, or just, just you and God, just pick a time. It could be 5 a.m. before everybody gets up. It could be 5 p.m., whatever it is. Pick a time that works for you. If you're not a morning person, don't pick in the morning. If you're not a night person, don't pick right before you go to bed. Pick a time, and here's the deal. Put it in your calendar and protect it with your life. Don't let anything get in front of it. Don't let anything change it. You protect that. That is your relationship with Jesus. That is your time with him. Is that legalistic? No, that's not legalistic. That is prioritizing your relationship with Jesus. That's not legalism. It is not legalistic for me to prioritize my dating life with my wife. That just means I love her more than you. It's not legalism, legalism, it's love. I remember when my kids were little, I'd pick them up and I'd throw them on the bed. And I remember after I'd do that, they'd pop up with joy. And they'd say one word multiple times. Again, again, daddy, again. And I'd pick them up and I'd throw them on the bed. And they'd say it again, again. I'd pick them up, throw them on the bed. Listen, it doesn't matter if I did it a hundred times. They'd say again, daddy, would you do it again? And I'd say, no, your mom's going to come and take over. <laughs> Tapping out. Some people ask the question, how long should my abiding with Jesus be? I don't care if it's 90 seconds or 90 minutes. My prayer is this that however long or short it is, I always just say it was never enough. Because I think every time we abide with a father, I think Jesus just with, just with joy says, again, again, I wanna hang out with you again. It's never enough with God. Not in a guilt-ridden way, but in a joyful way. He loves you. He wants more of you. He's never gonna be satisfied with just a, a little bit. He always wants more and more and more and not in guilt, but because he treasures you. My kids weren't trying to bring guilt on me. They were just saying, dad, this is fun. We want more of it. Do it again. I think a father would say again, again. So my prayer for you, whether it's 90 seconds of abiding or 90 minutes, that your heart and soul would say that was good, but it wasn't enough. I'll see you tomorrow. That it's never enough. The second thing is this, pick a plan. First one is pick a time. Second one is pick a plan. That's why we have this. That's why we created a couple websites, journeychristian.com backslash Bible. There's Bible reading option plans. If you don't know where to go, that's one of the reasons why we've created some tools in the Bible here that aim you to the website. That's why we created all these different tools. Pick a plan, make it simple. Simple is better because if it's simple, it will be consistent. The third one is this, pick a place. Pick a time, pick a plan, pick a place. Maybe it's your bedroom, maybe it's your home office, maybe it's your living room. Here's what I know. Those rooms aren't just your bedroom, your home office, your living room. Those are your newfound prayer corners. Those are where you're gonna find a place to start the day with God. That's where you're gonna have a place to return with God. That's where you're gonna have a place to reset, recharge, recalibrate. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a place where God does a work of God in you. It's gonna be a place where you cry out. It's gonna be a place where you lay down when you're defeated, a place where you rise up in victory, a, a place where you rip off your false self and become real again, a place where you cry out for the needs of others, a place where you beg God to provide. And we all need a place like that. What's your place? Where's your tabernacle? 
For me, I got my place. I love it. It's, it's my, my prayer room, my prayer closet, and I got my, my blanket I just wrap in. And I got my chair. I got my, I got my everything. And I don't think, it's not a home office. If you saw it, it looked like a home office. For me, it's my prayer corner. It's where I've cried out. It's where I've mourned. It's where I've rejoiced. It's where I ask God for more for you. I love what Diedrich Bonhoeffer says. He says, we begin the, the day in silence because God should have the first word. We end the day in silence because God should have the last word. You see, I was intimidated by this shower. I was confused, but here's the deal. Every, everybody that is good with their hands knows this. If you get the right tools, you can accomplish any job. Ladies, gentlemen, you've got the right tools. You've got everything you need to abide with Jesus. You have the tools. Now create the time, get the plan, create your place. And I'm telling you, you're gonna go from a small, slow drip to an outpouring of God's just magnitude on your life like never before. His goodness and intimacy with you, it's, it's gonna be an outpouring of his kindness like never before. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you. God, I thank you for even what I think I have right now. This, this new shower head. And, and I, I think, God, I think what I think about this new shower head, you still look at as a slow drip because you, you, you have more intentions. You have Niagara Falls for me and I'm settling for a shower head. And so God, I pray for all of us in this room, uh, online, Lake County, God, for all of us that are settling for a, a small drip, either because of a heart issue or we're intimidated or confused. God, would you just, would you just pour out your spirit? Would you help us to draw near to you as you draw near to us? God, we wanna abide in you, not because of what abiding might give us, but we want to abide in you because you are the hidden treasure. You are the treasure we long for. And so God, I pray whether we spend 90 seconds or 90 minutes, would we all have the same feeling every time that that wasn't enough. We need more with you. God, I pray a blessing over my friends today. Would you bless them? Draw us close in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the weekly podcast from Journey Christian Church. If this message was a blessing to you, be sure to click the follow button and share it with your family and friends. For more information about Journey Christian Church, please go to journeychristian.com.